0: good morning everyone good morning there is some buzz and excitement from a wonderful weekend a busy full weekend including the kickoff which I hear was a wonderful event and I hope you experienced that as well welcome to this special convocation and a warm welcome to our two guest speakers, Mayor Alan Kaufman and Councilman Don Riegsecker. Alan and Don, you may know, are candidates for the Goshen mayor in the November 8th city election. And we're grateful to both of you for your leadership here in our city. The theme of today's convocation is servant leadership in the public square. Alan and Don will discuss what they hope to accomplish as mayor in the context of servant leadership. As a campus community, we're focusing our attention this year on servant leadership, one of our five core values. At Goshen College, I believe our core values are woven together like a web of belief at the center of who we are and who we hope to become. As we state on our website, we believe that servant leadership is reflected perfectly in the life and person of Jesus Christ. We humbly set aside self-interest for the interests of others, because love for others builds up God's community. By following Christ's example, we, are, we create a culture characterized by joyful service. As Jesus reminds us in Matthew, but whoever wishes to be great among you must be your servant. And whoever wishes to be first among you must be your servant, just as the Son of God came not to be served, but to serve, and to give his life a ransom for many. Earlier this year at the opening convocation, I challenged all of you to be servant leaders. I ask you to embrace vulnerability as a strength by patient observation, by listening to others respectfully, and laughing, mostly at ourselves. I also ask you to help influence and shape culture for the common good on a higher plane by promoting a vision that is expansive, contagious, and joyful. Today we're privileged to have with us two servant leaders who will explain their visions of servant leadership now and if elected as mayor in November. Alan Kaufman grew up here in Goshen. He has a BA degree in natural science from Goshen College, class of 71. Alan worked for 30 years at NBS office supplies starting in high school. He also served 16 years on the Goshen City Council prior to becoming mayor in April of 97. Alan's past leadership positions include serving as chair of the Goshen Chamber of Commerce Board of Directors chair of the church board of the Goshen City Church of the Brethren, president of the Goshen Noon Kiwanis Club and chair of Michiana Area Council of Governments. He also has been president of the Northern Indiana Mayors Roundtable, president of the Indiana Conference of Mayors, and president of the Indiana Association of Cities and Towns. Allen is married to Carol Miller and they have two sons, Nicholas and Lucas. He enjoys walking, biking, playing the accordion, home projects, road trips, and singing choir at the Church of the Brethren. Don Riegsecker also grew up here in Goshen and attended West Goshen Elementary, Towncrest Junior High, and Goshen High School, where he graduated in 1974. He has a pre-engineering degree from Calvin College and a degree in civil engineering from Purdue University. After graduation, Don worked for six years in Houston for Permian Constructors and uh, Poindexter Constructors in various management positions. He then worked for the CMA and Meridian Consulting Firms and later Coal Associates, now DLZ, in South Bend. In 1992, he started his own construction company called Bi-State Builders. In 2001, he took a position at Edward Jones as an investment representative. He now is an investment executive at Indiana Community Banks. He was appointed to the Goshen City Council in 2010. Don attends First Methodist Church Life Center and is a volunteer with the Boys and Girls Clubs of Goshen. He helped organize the Cruisin' Reunion in downtown Goshen, and all of Don's children have attended Goshen High School. After opening remarks, I'll ask Don and Alan some follow-up questions. And by an earlier coin toss, it is determined that Alan will speak first and then Don. So welcome, will you, our speakers for this morning.
1: Thank you, President Brennan, and good morning. It's good to be with you today, and I want to thank Goshen College Administration for allowing this dialogue today. Um, One time I saw a politician take his watch off and lay it on the podium. We've been given ten minutes, and I heard that when a politician does that, it means absolutely nothing. (laughs) For me, one of the most difficult things about being mayor is campaigning for the job because it requires self-promotion, and I don't really enjoy doing that. But at the same time, campaigning is rewarding in that it gives us a chance to focus on accomplishments. The nature of my job is to move from one pothole to the next, fixing one problem and then moving on to the next. And so there isn't a whole lot of time to celebrate the things that were just done because there's plenty of things that still need to be worked on. So campaigns bring the opportunity to talk about positive things. However, this morning we were asked to refrain from political stump speeches Um, And instead, talk a little bit about um, core value of servant leadership. So you're spared me telling you what's been accomplished, where we're headed, and what my vision is for the community. Speaking about servant leadership is not an easy assignment for me, as I feel it's easier to serve in a role like that than it is to acknowledge that what somebody is doing is servant leadership. I'd like to give you a little bit of personal background in addition to what uh, was said in the introduction. I grew up less than a mile up 8th Street from Goshen College, the son of a factory worker and a stay-at-home mom. I've always known the meaning of work. The first money I earned was as a paper boy, bought my first bicycle that I didn't have to share with my older brother by paying $3 a week at one of the first um, financing companies in Goshen Economy Auto owned by Ed Gemmer, $3 a week. Then after that, uh, while still in junior high, I mowed 13 yards. I had a trailer that I towed behind my bicycle across town, towing my mower. And I, and I knew the value of work doing that. My first real job where I got an income a paycheck was working for Claire Garber at Goshen Nursery, just up College Avenue from here. And then I settled into a job at the news bookstore working for Paul Himes after school and on weekends and in the summer, and there I would spend much of my adult life later. I also worked there half-time while I was at Goshen College as I worked my way through, paying my own way, except for a thousand dollars that my parents could afford to give me to begin. I couldn't make enough money working half-time during school, so summers were spent in factories, and one summer I worked full-time at Goshen Milk Division just up 9th Street from the college, and at the same time worked half-time at Sturry Boat Company. My best money came from building silos for three years at New Paris Silo and Equipment, the last two years as a crew foreman. It was that job that allowed me to graduate from Goshen College with a little debt. After my last season building silos, I settled back into working for the news bookstore where I spent the next 25 years. Over time, and through a couple of ownership changes, it shifted more to office supplies and equipment, eventually becoming NBS Office Supplies and Equipment, a small privately owned chain of three retail stores in Goshen, Warsaw, and Wabash. My later years there, I served as vice president of operation and sales, having the responsibility for the three retail stores and commercial outside sales. Growing up, I didn't think a lot about serving others, but unknown to me at the time, there were forces in my life directing me. First were my parents, who I observed serving others. All my years growing up at Goshen City Church of the Brethren, I was surrounded by people modeling service. Then came Goshen College, where the motto was and still is, culture for service. While I'd been on church work trips in high school, culture for service was just a motto on paper until my experience on study service trimester, serving a small dirt poor congregation by painting their entire church inside and out two coats Ben Nelson, now an orthopedic surgeon in Goshen and I, lived in the basement of the church, shared what little food the pastor's family had, and learned what it means to be among people without many resources, attending their prayer services and serving them. Two of my earliest leadership experiences were here at Goshen College as junior class president and senior class, junior class treasurer and senior class president. But there was a general atmosphere on campus of service and I would be hard pressed to name one of my professors that didn't model service. So between service, leadership, and the environment here at Goshen College, my years here played a significant role in molding me for adulthood and imprinted culture for service on my life. I'm now in the profession of municipal management. Some call it politics. And for many people, politics is a dirty word. My apologies to President Brenneman because he's heard this many times. Uh, Personally, I would much rather be called a public servant than a politician. And if you've been present when I welcomed you to Goshen College as new students, you've heard me say why. If you break the word politics into its syllables, poly and ticks, it evokes a vision of many blood sucking insects. (laughs) But I steadfastly believe that being a mayor is servant leadership. I struggled with this in my earlier years. I had always been very active at my church, serving in various leadership positions, but this job proved to be much more time consuming than I thought it would be, and it displaced some of my ability to serve my church. I was having a conversation with my pastor at the time, Phyllis Carter, and I was expressing guilt about not being there. I'll never forget her response. It was, don't feel guilty. You're doing God's work where you are. We need people of faith serving in politics. In a number of ways, I can look at my job as servant leadership. Grade school kids think of the mayor as a powerful position. I tell them I'm just a regular person. I don't even have the power of a vote unless there's a tie on the city council. Any power that I I have comes from listening to the people in Goshen, coming up with ideas to help make Goshen a better place, and then convincing the majority of the city council to agree with the ideas. My job as a leader is not only to serve those who elect me, but those who I appoint to various positions of responsibility. I try my best to give them the resources, support, encouragement, and cooperation, empowering them to make Goshen a better place. I like this job. It suits my personality. I love leading and serving the community that raised me. I didn't start this job to merely take care of the community, I wanted to help make it better. I like our mission statement, which is one of stewardship. Paraphrased, it says that as elected and appointed leaders, none of us knows how long we'll be in our positions. Our goal is to work every day in the hopes of passing our community to the next set of appointed and elected officials in better condition than it was passed to us. Are there easier jobs out there for me? Probably. Are there jobs out there where I could make more money? probably. But I love what I do. There's a lot of Goshen in me. With your support, I pledge to continue to serve her for four more years. Thank you for being here today, and thank you, Goshen College, for having this event.
2: Thank you, President Renneman, and thank you, students and faculty of Goshen College. I feel very comfortable being with this group today, so let me give you a brief reason why, and then I will get to the topic at hand. On my father's side, the Rigseckers, my grandfather and my grandmother were both raised Amish in the Amish families. They married in 1915 in the Amish order and converted to Mennonite in 1922 when they moved to Ohio. At this point, my dad and my aunts and my uncles were all being raised in a Mennonite tradition. On my mother's side, the Zayers, Grandpa and Grandma Zayer were both Mennonite and raised my mom and my two uncles as Mennonite in Illinois. Grandpa and Grandma had a vision that they wanted all of the kids to go to Goshen College, so they moved just south of the campus by the nursery when the kids were in high school. That is the reason why I'm in Goshen today. I also had four relatives attend Goshen College, Phyllis Weaver, Sharon Weaver, Galen Weaver, and more recently, Christy Stalter. See, even a Purdue grad can play the Mennonite game, so see me later (laughs) if you wanna talk about them. When I was young, I attended Brenneman Memorial Missionary Church, and then the City Church of the Brethren where I was baptized, and eventually the Christian Reformed Church. For my postgraduate education, I went to Calvin College and then Purdue University. So when I look around this room, I realize that I'm about as diversified as this room is diversified when it comes to religious and education. I would like to start my servant leadership talk with a story. This story, is my opi- in my opinion, exemplifies the meaning of servant leadership and what it means to lead a group of people through difficult times. In the beginning of 1939, the Holocaust was already underway in Germany with Jews being stripped of their jobs and sent to comp- concentration camps in droves. A group of nearly 1,000 Jews were deceived by a Cuban immigration official and told that for 500 U.S. dollars, they could receive a refugee visa and begin a new life in Havana. Acting on the new hope of a fresh start away from Germany, this this group purchased the visas and arranged transportation to Cuba aboard a German ocean liner called the SS St. Louis. The St. Louis was captained by a German named Gustav Schroeder. Schroeder had no Jewish connections, nor is he noted for having any political connections. He was a sailor since he was a young man and was noted among his friends and family for his love of sailing and of the sea. 1,000 Jews boarded the ship in Hamburg, Germany on May 13th, 1939, and on June 4th, when the ship arrived in Cuba, none were permitted to leave the ship. In transit, the Cuban government enacted a law disallowing Jewish refugees. The ship was allowed to dock in the harbor, but no Jews were allowed to exit the ship and receive the freedom in Cuba they were promised to them when the ship arrived in the harbor, Cuban politicians began arguing over the fate of the passengers. For four days, the ship sat in the harbor with the Cuban military guarding the exit ramp to the St. Louis. Captain Schroeder had a situation on his hands. Overnight, he became the leader of 1,000 people without a home. He quickly established a committee of Jewish passengers so that he could hear the desires and of his passengers and so that he could keep them informed of any information he received. Captain Schroeder also had to think about his own fate. Every day in Germany, non-Jews like himself were being sent to the concentration camps for aiding Jews during the Holocaust. If the Nazi party heard he aided his passengers in any way, he may end up in a concentration camp. Schroeder's mostly Nazi crew despised the Jews and wanted the ship to sail back to Germany, where the passengers would be handed over to the Gestapo. But Captain Schroeder, despite the danger he faced from his own country, did absolutely everything he could to ensure that the Jews didn't fall into the hands of the Nazis. He tried effortlessly to negotiate with the Cubans, but to no use. His ship was forced to leave Havana's Harbor, but Captain Schroeder did get Cuba to accept 29 of the passengers. Schroeder then contacted the United States and asked for his passengers to be permitted to live in this country. But the United States refused them entry as well did Canada. When he reported the sad news to the passenger committee, he assured the Jews on board he would never return them to the Nazis. Schroeder then told his crew he was prepared to run his ship aground off the coast of Great Britain and force the British to rescue the passengers and allow them to stay in Great Britain. If this scenario unfolded, Captain Schroeder would have been fired from his job, regarded as a traitor in his home country and probably never would be allowed to see his family again who remained in Germany. Captain Schroeder was willing to do all of that for 1,000 Jews. He had met no more than a month before. Fortunately, Captain Schroeder successfully negotiated with the French, the Belgium, the Dutch, and the British governments, and they agreed to take his passengers. Captain Schroeder was a great servant leader because he did three things that servant leaders always do. He listened to his people, he showed humility, and he had unconditional love. Listening as a servant leader requires more than just being a sounding board for people. It requires acting on what you are hearing and making decisions for the common good of all. But we need to look at how to identify the common good and who identifies the common good. After all, the Nazis believed the Holocaust was for the common good. Let's try to answer this for the city of Goshen. Who determines the common good? Is it the mayor's job to determine the common good? Is it the city council or a small group of inner circle friends that should determine the common good? Is it an outside influence that has no direct affiliation with Goshen? Is it the Chamber of Commerce, our local churches, or even Goshen College? Every day, our local government is faced with decisions that need to be identified as, is it right for the common good of the people? Far too often, leaders assume that they know what is best for their people. Occasionally, they can be right, but the only way to know for sure is to listen. When have you ever been asked by the city of Goshen, what do you consider good? How is Goshen currently listening to the common good? How is Goshen acting on it? Do you feel we have a train problem here? I think the constant survey of the residents needs to be done to better understand the common good. We need to listen to the residents who live here year after year, and the students at Goshen College as well, as to what the issues are and what City Hall can do for you. Servant leaders must always show humility. Never once, during or after the transatlantic journey, did Captain Schroeder Make the situation about himself. He only focused on his passengers. A servant leader makes the desires of his or her people the priority. But don't take it from me. Take it from the Apostle Paul. 1 Peter 5, 2-4. Be shepherd of God's flock that is under your care, serving as overseers. Not because you must, but because you are willing. As God wants you to be, not greedy for money, but eager to serve not lording it over those entrusted to you, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the crown of glory that will never fade away. Numerous times in the Bible, God is referred to as a shepherd. In 1 Peter, God is referred to as the head shepherd and calls all leaders on earth as shepherds. I think the shepherd analogy is so prevalent in the Bible because it is a job that requires servant leadership. It requires listening to your sheep It requires putting the sheep's needs before your own, and it requires an unconditional love for the flock. Jesus Christ is the greatest example of unconditional love and the best servant leader in history. After all, he died for all of us. Unconditional love is the hardest thing, yet the most important attribute for a servant leader. It is a love that doesn't come naturally. True selflessness can only come through Christ, and it is proof to everyone of a relationship with Jesus. Just as it says in John 13:35, by this all men will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. And that is what I aim for every day. And I will aim for it whether I am elected mayor of Goshen or not, and I hope you do too. The wonderful thing about leadership, especially servant leadership, is that everyone can be a leader. Not necessarily at the same time or for the same thing, but in everyone's life there comes an opportunity to lead and exhibit influences. I know most of you have or will travel abroad as a part of SST. And undoubtedly, you were or will be able to serve and give them an impression of America they don't get from the news or the internet. But what is amazing about the students and faculty at Goshen College is your commitment to being leaders globally. Alan and I are committing to be leaders in this town. You are committing to being leaders in every town. Thank you.
0: Thank you all very much for sharing with us this morning. Uh, Wonderful words of uh, inspiration and uh, proposing what you will be doing as mayor, how you will serve this city. As a follow-up question, being a leader of any kind oftentimes takes us through difficult times, not least of which we're living through these days, economically and otherwise. Uh, As a leader, what sustains you during difficult times and we'll start with you don first and then the mayor what sustains me during difficult times yes what, what keeps you going what inspires you what gives you strength
2: mostly my kids inspire me to keep me going because they're all in college right now except for the one <laughs> but two of them are in college at the same time because they're um just graduated so one of them went out to grinnell in uh, iowa and lauren is going to iusb so they inspire me to keep working hard to make sure that, that they want Goshen to be a place where they want to come back to when they're when they're done from college. But sometimes they, they look around and they think that maybe this isn't this isn't home anymore. So that's my inspiration is for my kids to come back, have grandkids live next to me like I my grandkids live next to I mean my kids live next to their parents. And that's what that's what inspires me.
1: What inspires me in difficult times, uh, there's several things. Uh, one, uh, in the most difficult times, is prayer um, that comforts and inspires. Uh, my wife inspires me. She, um, I mean, she's a great sounding board for me. Um, and when I come home and have had a difficult day, she's able to correct some of that. Also, um, I see people all over Goshen doing things that inspire me in the most difficult times. Um, I think I see people being empathetic, sympathetic, um, doing things for their employees, um, helping them through difficult times. Um, I think that uh, all of us have it within us if we dig deep enough to find that inspiration. And there's no question that Goshen is going through some difficult times right now. Um, it's hard to imagine how difficult it is for some people, but Um, When I think about my difficult times, they're not nearly as difficult as those of many other people in the community. And so uh, the inspiration for me is largely looking at other people that are helping other people and sewing the fabric of our community together. Thank you.
0: As a fairly new resident myself here, Goshen, now for just about six years, how, this will start with the mayor and then we'll go back to Don. How would you seek to affect Effectively serve and lead the city with many longtime residents as well as more diverse newcomers?
1: I don't think the desires of the newcomers are any different than the desires of the people that have been here for a long time. Um, and that's a, you know, it sounds trite, but it's a place that we're proud to call home. Those of us who have been here for an awfully long time take a lot of this for granted. Uh, people that are newer in the community came here because of what they saw. Um, I I think that uh, the way to lead into the future is to continue the things that have attracted people to our retirement communities, young people to our communities, uh, either Goshen College graduates or other young people coming back to Goshen, starting new technology businesses. Uh, There are a lot of great things in Goshen that are attractive to folks, and and the long-term residents want the same thing, I think, as the new ones, a safe place and a good place to call home. Um,
2: could you read that one more time, please? Uh, how
0: would how would you seek to effectively serve and lead a city with many long-time residents as well as more diverse newcomers?
2: With the long-time residents, they've kind of watched Grosh, Goshen evolve over time, and um, they have they have concerns. And so, I think as a leader, what I will do is is get with you know the people in the city that work for the city, and we need to make sure that, that we continue moving the city forward so that everybody has a, everybody's working together as a team. And I think servant leadership, what you just heard from Captain Schroeder, exemplifies that in that we need to listen to everybody. Our long-term residents that have been here forever, that grew up here, maybe their parents grew up here, and then we need to listen to the, the new people that come to and the the different cultures and make sure that that everybody's being treated equally and fairly and so that everybody can call this home.
0: Thank you. Um, Here's a question maybe some of our students are interested in hearing your response, specifically with regard to being a student here at Goshen College. How can a Goshen College student get involved in providing service as well as leadership in the city of Goshen? I think we're. It's your turn. Huh? How can our How can our students get involved, either in service and or provide leadership as students while they're here at Goshen College?
2: Well, they could always get involved politically to start, and then uh, evolve from there. Um, there are there's local churches they can attend, and they can come to city council. They can come to the Boys and Girls Club to see what's happening there. They can come assist at the Boys and Girls Club. That's one of my patients. Um, Basher Home. There's numerous places that that the students can get involved in Goshen to see what it's what it's really like, and then and then come out to First Fridays and and again talk to some of the long-term residents that have been here so that you know what their what their thoughts are and how they grew up and you can kind of see that. Goshen is, it's a great place to live, and they're, they just don't want, some of the long-term residents are, are comfortable, and so we're gonna have to intermingle the two together. So I think getting out with the, um, the long-term residents here would be the key priority, so you understand their thoughts and their feelings.
1: It's interesting because I've, I've seen the role of a townie at Goshen College, and also seeing the role of a student that uh, looks at Goshen College as pretty much their whole environment. Um, and when I welcome students to Goshen College uh, when they first come, one of the things I say is that the community is not just your college; it's the whole, it's the wider community. This is your home for the next four years for most students, and maybe your home forever. We have a lot of Goshen College graduates that settled in Goshen for their whole careers, so it is important to help steward the community, help care about what goes on outside the campus, because that does affect us. Now, how do you serve that? There are, Don said, there are a tremendous number of ways to serve, and one of the the greatest ways, I think, that students could be involved is um, as reading partners, as role models for kids in grade schools. Um, A lot of them don't just need help learning how to read, uh, but they need positive adult role models um, that show to them what adults can be, um, given the right resources. So I think that's a great way to serve. Um, just the most important thing is be part of the community. Um, recognize that um, you are stewards of our community, just as you are stewards of Goshen College. Thank you.
0: Uh, being mayor involves uh, leadership in terms of uh, having. Uh, decisions that you make, being decisive at times, uh, trying to persuade others to your particular uh, point of view at other times. So how do you balance the need to be what we've called a public servant or Christ-like and at the same time have a strong uh, leadership capacities to where you want to get things done for the good of others?
1: I think all of us, because of our backgrounds, our environments, have core values built within us. Uh, Different people have different core values. Um, I think it's important that those core values come out um, in a leadership role, but at the same time, it's important to uh, get input from the community. Um, I don't think we ever should lay aside our core values uh, for sometimes the popular will of the community or the loudest portion of the community. I think we have to be able to filter uh, some of what we hear, uh, recognize what um, sometimes the silent majority in a community wants and would be good for them. Uh, not always what's good for me, uh, but what's good for the community as a whole. Uh, but I think that uh, you know a lot, of, a lot of politicians sometimes just put their finger up in the wind and see which way it's blowing and make decisions based on that. And I don't think that that's the way to lead Properly?
2: I think being mayor and trying to catch the pulse of the community, maybe we need, we need some more surveys so we can find out what is for the good of all. And sometimes you, you'd be surprised at, at how many people are on one side versus the other, and we need to take that into consideration. And I think the way I'm going to approach that is I want to I go out and work with the department heads, I want to go out and work with the people in the field, you know, I want to I want to mow, I want to pick up a chain so I want to do I want to see what they go through so that so I can see how the residents of Goshen are relating to them and and find out more, just get out to the manufacturers, the businesses and find out what their concerns are, what their issues are. And so that's that's how I feel that um a servant leader should do is I'm not going to bring I'll have some of my ideas, but my my main idea is customer service and customer satisfaction, and that's and that's for the residents of Goshen. So, I want to make sure that all of our people are doing the same thing. They're they're giving good customer satisfaction and good service. And I think if if I go out and work with them, then I can see maybe what they go through from the other side too, from the from the from the residents of Goshen. So that's my plan. Thank you.
0: Uh, you also spoke earlier, both of you, about particular role models in your lives who have modeled for you, servant leadership. Uh, If you pick a public servant, let's say in the political realm or maybe another public servant that uh, we are aware of or maybe we're not, uh, who would you choose uh, as a public servant who is a role model of servant leadership and how might they influence you or their perspective influence you?
2: Um, I'm going to stay out of the political realm, but um... Kevin Deary, he's a public servant, Kevin Deery with the Boys and Girls Club. I've been on the board for six years and I've watched him develop the board, the boards locally in Goshen. And he knows how to, he, he knows how to let us have the reins so that we can do kind of the way he wants it to go. And Kevin is pretty much always right on, if you ask me. So um, I've watched him grow you know, the Boys and Girls Club in Elkhart and he had to do the same thing over there. He had to develop a board in Elkhart that would grow that club over there and get all the community involved because Elkhart wasn't necessarily in favor of having a Boys and Girls Club at the time. And that club over there is growing tremendously. So I think Kevin Deary would be kind of my inspiration when it comes to a servant leader who can direct different groups of people in, well we have four Boys and Girls clubs, so in different towns even. So he has is, he is, uh, helped me along and he's a good friend of mine too.
1: I thought you might ask this question, but I was hoping you wouldn't ask us to pick a political figure, because I can think of a lot more private citizens than I can think of politicians that inspire me as a servant leader. Um, If I had to pick one uh, politician, it would probably be Jimmy Carter. Wasn't the greatest president, but was probably the greatest ex-president we've ever had and certainly in his life has modeled servant leadership. But I'd like to go on and also mention some common citizens. Um, my godmother, godmother was one, Maureen Needer. She could see God in everything. When she was dying in her home, uh, I was visiting with her, and there was a bee on the window, and she was talking about God's creation in that bee. And even in a bee, she could see God's creation. Um, another one is uh, Mose Beachy, you know, who... Whose vision created La Casa. And, um, you know, it started out basically um, giving fish to people. And, and as, as other people came along to run La Casa, uh, eventually it became teaching people how to fish. Um, and then eventually, you know, you can teach a person how to fish, but if there's no pond to fish in, it's pretty difficult to get one. So now La Casa is creating the pond, too. Um, so Mos started that. Um, and the other one, a, a contemporary, a person here in Goshen today is Jerry Trolls who owns Goshen Stamping. Um, I've been around him at uh, Chamber of Commerce Sound of the Economy meetings. And when things were tough and uh, business was going to China, it was anguishing to him to lay off employees. It was, it was like they were all his family. And recently when I went through his plant and talked to some of his employees, um, it was obvious that, the, that they worship. Jerry Trolls, because of how he cares about his people, thank you
0: one last question, but before that, I would just say we are uh, thanks for mentioning Kevin Deary. I mean he teaches in our organizational leadership program here at Goshen College. And we're grateful for his leadership. Um, if you were not elected mayor or reelected mayor how how do you see yourselves? Co- continuing to model servant leadership going forward?
1: I don't think about what happens if I don't get elected mayor, but um, in those rare times when I do, one of the things that I enjoy doing is being involved in the Indiana Association of Cities and Towns, uh, lobbying the state legislature for things that help not only Goshen, uh, but also cities and towns across the state. Um, If I didn't have this job, I think one of the things that I might think about would be finding a way to serve in that role, um, maybe with a job with Indiana Association of Cities and Towns, going around helping other cities. I think that what I've done um, has not only helped Goshen, but has helped other communities as well. So I would like to continue in that kind of role, not, not another elected role.
2: <laughs> Life would continue on as normal. I would still come to city council meetings and harass the mayor. I would continue on with the Boys and Girls Club. I would continue on at my church. Um, I would probably have maybe a little bit more time than I do recently to um, get more involved in the church. But, you know, I've been on a finance committee at church. I was the head of the finance committee. I've been president of Maple City Kiwanis in the morning group. And there's always something that I will be doing because I cannot sit around and do nothing. I'm. Pretty much uh, 24-7, 365 is the way I live my life. And um, I would just continue to help Goshen grow, and I would uh, continue on with the cruising event as long as we can keep doing it. I Thank think you. the mayor's okay with that so far. Once a year. Okay.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but life, just, life will just go on. Yes. It's just yes. Um, nothing changes.
0: Well, on behalf of all of us, uh, thank you both for coming this morning. Uh, I want to present to you just a small token of our appreciation, as long as you don't don't leave from here and say that you were mugged at Goshen College. Uh, uh, On behalf of all of us, thank you for your time together. I know also that they would like me to remind you that there's still time to register to vote. The deadline is October 11th. Early voting for the election begins October 9, and election day is November 8th, so remember to vote if you are eligible. Both candidates would be happy to meet you afterwards, so if you want to come up and talk to them, feel free to do that. Perhaps you might even want to volunteer in one of their campaigns. Finally, tonight is another opportunity to hear both Alan and Don discuss their candidacies. A candidates forum for the community will begin at 7.30 p.m. here in the Souter Hall. It's being sponsored by the Frank and Betty Jo Yoder Lecture Committee and all of you are invited to 10 you'll, you'll be able to submit questions as well. And uh, so w- we welcome you back to that if you have a chance. So thanks very much, everyone, and have a wonderful day. Go in peace.